Good morning, everybody, and welcome to episode 130 of the Quickie Podcast. Thank you so much for being here. I'm your host, Dave Hopkins, and before I introduce today's guest, I wanted to share this quick word from our sponsor. From the gentle rolling hills of Northeast Kansas, Newton Farms brings you the musky refreshment of slightly warm horse milk. Newton Farms milks daily and places the milk into slightly warmed compostable containers. Horse milk actually has lower greenhouse gas emissions than that of traditional cow's dairy and uses less water per gallon than plant-based alternatives. Head to newtondesignco.com to try horse milk today. And remember, yee-haw! All right. Thank you so much to our sponsor of this episode, Newton Farms. We really appreciate you. Appreciate you making this possible. Today's guest. Now, today's guest is Zach Newton. He is the senior designer at Hallmark Cards, but also the HMFIC at Newton Design Co. During this episode, we talk about his journey to being a designer at Hallmark Cards And the journey started in fourth grade for him. Took 15 years for it to come to life, but then he got a job at Hallmark Cards and has been there for over 14 years now as well. Zach is actually responsible for bringing back the singing greeting cards. Remember those came out in like the early 2000s, I think it was, and they were super hot and then they disappeared. And then he was tasked with designing and creating everything to bring them back, back from the ashes. He is always doing print design, obviously, at the card company, so he is engaged in print and print design every single day. We talk about struggling with burnout from doing the side hustle and that being busy, but also sticking with a day job that he loves. Talk about where he finds side work, and we also give a big shout out to LinkedIn and where designers are not rocking it as they should be, and I give a huge LinkedIn tip to Zach. So listen for that. We also talk about the project where two red flags were just flying and waving in his face, but he still went for it, what happened, what he learned, and more. Right near the end, we also get into the stigma of talking about you know your pricing. What do you charge? What do you charge per hour? And that sort of thing. That was a really interesting uh, thing to get into with Zach. Just, I feel like it's design industry-wide where a lot of people are almost afraid to to share or talk publicly about their hourly rates. Anyways, let's get into this episode today. Highly entertaining, so much fun, and lots of good stories here. Ladies and gentlemen, my guest, Zach Newton. Here we go. Welcome to the Quickie Podcast, the daily interview show where we talk to graphic designers about their journey to the creative field, and we do it in 30 minutes or less. So, are you ready for a Quickie? Good morning, Zach. How are you, sir? Good, Dave. How are you doing? I'm doing great. Thanks so much for being on the show today. Thank you for having me. I really appreciate this. Zach, I dig your beard, so I got to ask you, are you ready for a quickie? 
Man, I am always ready for a quickie. (laughs) (laughs) Perfect. Well, let's start with the tough stuff. Briefly tell the listeners about yourself. Sure. Uh, My name is Zach Newton. Uh, I'm a senior designer at Hallmark Cards. I'm the HMFIC at Newton Design Company. Um, The uh, cable television movie edited version of that would be the head mother father in charge (laughs) at Newton Design Company. I'm going to try to keep my cursing to a minimum because I know my parents and probably my kids will listen to this. So, um, but yeah, like that's, uh, that's a very brief synopsis. Perfect. Were you rehearsing that in the shower this morning? Oh, absolutely. Like a hundred times. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. So Zach, senior designer at Hallmark cards and Newton design. Give me the timeline on both of those. How long have you been at the, at, at the, both of those? Okay. Um, so I started at Hallmark right out of college. So that would have been June of 2005. Okay. So I've been there, uh, you know, a little over 14 years. Awesome. Um, yeah. Uh, started Newton design company right around the same time, right? Like 2006. Mm-hmm. Um, but I didn't really get serious about it until probably five years ago. So, Got it. Hitting it hard for about five years. So. And, and what was the reason for starting Newton Design Co.? Were you just looking to sort of exercise a different expertise <clears throat> outside of your day job? I'd love to say it was that, but it was mostly for money. <laughs> <laughs> I love um, it. The honesty. Yeah. Perfect. I mean, I, you know, like I, I bought a house really soon after I started at Hallmark because, mm-hmm. you know, I'd always been told that's a great investment. Mm-hmm. Um but nobody told me like, it's going to be really hard to afford. (laughs) So (laughs) it was just to do for extra money. Um, but like when I really started getting after it, uh, like I said, like five or six years ago, it was right around the time my son was born and we just needed the extra cash flow. So, but it, 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 it does give me like that extra, like I can't do the stuff that I do outside of work at Hallmark. Mm -hmm. So, like it, like it lets me flex that extra, you know, that extra creative muscle. So definitely. But you know, it's so true that so many people mm-hmm. in, you know, this day and age are, have freelance careers, you know, side hustles yeah. and things that they're doing outside of their day job, you know, just to afford extra things, just to pay extra bills, save up to go on vacation once in a while. Like it just gives that oh, added absolutely. financial flexibility. So I love that. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm going to dive back even further than that, Zach, and I want to hear about your childhood. Um, What was your childhood like, and do you feel that you had a creative childhood that pointed you in this career path? Man, like, my childhood was, it was good. Um, I grew up on a farm in the uh, thriving metropolis of Wathena, Kansas. Ooh, thriving. Population, yeah, population uh, 1,200. Um. So, like, when I was really small, like, I just thought, like, I'm going to be a farmer like my dad, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, but I quickly kind of grew out of that. Um, and I spent a lot of my childhood in front of the TV, like, watching cartoons and then, like, trying to recreate, you know, drawing those cartoons. Um, like, there was a, a show on uh, PBS called commander mark's draw squad i think is what it was called okay um where he would show you how to draw little cartoon characters and man i just spent hours just loving that that's so Um, cool like drawing all these little cartoons and stuff 
um, and my parents were so like totally supportive of all that. Like my mom, like neither one of them are artists. Mm-hmm. Like my mom was a, a, she worked at a bank for a long time. My dad, you know, like I said, he was a farmer and then, um, he transitioned from that to doing like road construction. So like he's a real man's man, you know? <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. But yeah, they've always been super supportive and like, I don't know, I was probably in like fourth or fifth grade and they had this friend of a friend of a friend of a friend that worked at Hallmark and they had me put together this little like manila envelope of some of my drawings. Like basically it was just a bunch of drawings of like professional basketball players and like basketball shoes and stuff. And I sent it to this guy at Hallmark and he wrote me a letter back saying, you know, this, this is great. I love your picture of Patrick Ewing, <laughs> uh, keep it up and maybe we'll work together someday. Yeah. And, uh, when I got hired, uh, I asked, Hey, is uh, this guy named Mark Fransky? Does he still work here? They're like, Oh yeah, he, he's a, an illustrator on shoebox. And so I went and met him and, reminded him of the story and he's like oh my god i do remember you and like it was just like it still gives me chills you know talking about that but, that's insane okay so your yeah, introduction nuts. to hallmark <clears throat> was like yeah. grade four yeah that's amazing yeah. that's yeah, so cool I, that he wrote back and then literally okay how many you know i'm not gonna ask you how old you are but what is <laughs> what's the what's the years between Grade four, getting a letter back from Mark and joining Hallmark. Oh, that would have been, I got to figure out how old I was in fourth grade. Um, yeah, my, okay. So my, my daughter <laughs> is like 10? 10, I think and she'll be, no, she'll be 10 in fourth grade. So around 10 years old. Okay. So 10 years old, it was probably, it was like almost 15 years later. Yeah. Wow. That's amazing. Yeah. I love that. Okay, so you were destined for Hallmark. Yeah, like that that was my dream job when I was a kid. It was either that or I was going to be Bruce Springsteen and the Bruce Springsteen thing still hasn't panned out. <laughs> Keep working on it though. Keep working on yeah. it. Don't, don't give up still on that. <laughs> <laughs> That's so good. Okay. That's fantastic. So that was really, you know, you were introduced to design through maybe this TV show and illustrating and drawing. And this reply from this gentleman, Mark at Hallmark really just lit your fire that damn, this is where I'm going. This is the direction. That's so Yeah. Like I, I wanted to work for Hallmark, but either way, like I just wanted to do, I wanted to draw pictures and make money doing it. That was, you know, a dream. So that's so cool. Okay. What then Zach stands out as the most influential design or illustration or greeting card of your life so far? What, what either something you saw and has just stuck with you or pointed you on a certain career path or, or trajectory um, or even something that you've been a part of? I mean, like things that I've seen that have influenced me, I think that it's just, I can't narrow that down. So like mm-hmm. there was a, a project uh, at Hallmark uh, a few years back that kind of really reinvigorated my career there. Mm-hmm. Um, I was kind of put in charge 
uh, of the design and art direction of uh, it's called Anthem. It was a collection of song cards. Song cards were like a huge deal back in 2005, like when Hallmark figured out you could put a 15 second sound clip in a card. Totally, I remember um, that. Yeah. Oh yeah, man. Uh, but they kind of kind of went by the wayside and then a few years ago they wanted to um you know re uh i can't think of the word they wanted them to rise from the ashes if yeah, you will to sort of reinvigorate um, the campaign yeah they wanted yeah. to reinvigorate the campaign so uh my art director at the time uh mike gaffney gotta give a shout out to that guy he believed in me and he had the confidence in me to kind of let me take the reins on the project um they let me name it anthem um they let me i designed i think more than half of the card line which was 80 cards wow um and then i got to help art direct the rest of them and it really like it was a, a huge moment in my professional career um but it also helped to kind of it helped me kind of hone my style mm-hmm. um, that I'm kind of known for now at Hallmark. So, Very yeah, cool. it was a it was a big deal. Yeah. So, what year was that where you were tasked with bringing that project back from the ashes? <sighs> this would have been 2015, 2016, right around there. So, like ten years after the initial release of song cards. Yeah. I love song cards and I loved them. Um, the ones that I haven't quite got behind yet are the ones where you can record your own sort of voice or something or whatever. And I haven't quite got behind those. And they just, I don't know. They're intimidating to me for some reason. They are. They're a lot of fun. Like, uh, we have a few from when my son was a baby. Like, Mm -hmm. um, we would, you know, record little messages in their form for when he got older. So they're nice little mistakes. Yeah, I never thought great. Yeah. Okay, maybe I'll I'll give it a go. Yeah, you got to. It's literally my <laughs> it's literally my son's eighth birthday today. Oh, happy birthday, little dude! Yeah, so I'll tell him that, and maybe I should get him one of those, you know, speak into cards. Absolutely, cards. Okay, I'll give it a try. As long as it's Hallmark. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. No problem. Um, yeah. Zach, who are some of the designers or brands that you look up to or closely follow? And what about them do you like? Oh, wow. Like, uh, I mean, the, the heavy hitters, of course, like Lincoln Design Company, um, those guys just kill it with everything they do. And I had the opportunity to, to meet and kind of hang out with the guys at Creative Works Conference in Memphis last week. And it's kind of one of those things like meeting your heroes, mm-hmm. but those dudes are just so laid back and like we had beers and pizza together and like, they're just really cool guys. And not only what they do collectively is Lincoln, but like the stuff they do on their own, like Davey, um, he goes by the mighty short on Instagram. He's a phenomenal illustrator. Uh, Demaso, same thing. Uh, his illustration is just killer. And then like Dustin doing the like don't really care and the Kern Club stuff. It's just really awesome. And then of course Dan, you know, holding down the fort and doing everything else. Mm-hmm. Um, so those guys are rad. I really look up to them. Of course, Aaron Draplin. Um, my style doesn't reflect that. I just like him as a person. Mm-hmm. 
I've met him a few times. I like how he handles his business. Um, I won't go into the story, but the last time that I met him, we had a little battle of the beards, and he ended up giving me a nice little smooch right on the lips. <laughs> so <laughs> I'll always feel a, a kinship with him. That's awesome. Um, yeah. Uh, some other guys like uh, Derek Castle out of Nashville. He goes by Straw Castle. Um, his illustration style is just killer. Um, TJ Gazzardi. I think that's how you pronounce his name. He's a like a traditional sign painter from Australia. Very cool. And yeah, like not only is his work amazing, but he just looks like the coolest guy ever. So <laughs> he influences not only my style, but like trying to be a cool guy. Um, and then like uh, Josh Sullivan and Fried Design Company. Mm-hmm love everything they put out i love the energy behind all their designs um they're amazing um but not only like these big heavy hitters but like i'm really lucky that i work for hallmark in that i am surrounded by insanely talented people every day Mm -hmm. um it it it's just such a like a blessing i guess is what you'd say Mm -hmm. Like, uh, my friend Amber, she's a killer hand lettering artist. She influenced me to get into hand lettering. So, um, yeah. So getting to work with people like that and like my friend Mike Merkel is one of the most like purely talented graphic designers I've ever met. And he's amazing. He's a ding dong, but I love him. (laughs) Um, and then like my buddy, Charlie Hadley. Hadley Design Company, his, like it's crazy. I'll see his illustration work, and then also I get to work with him, and like I'm friends with him. Like it, it's nuts. Uh, like I could name a thousand more people, but that's awesome. It, yeah, I'm I'm influ- I'm drowning in influence every day. So that's so cool, man. Yeah, especially yeah. giving giving a shout out to the coworkers. You know, the, 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 the oh yeah, skills for sure. Awesome. Um, Zach, I feel like you're going to have something to say about this, given your Hallmark background. Um, but I want to hear how you have utilized print in your design career and, (laughs) you know, what really stands out to you about print and why it's important. So, yeah, I mean like print, I, every day for the last 14 plus years, I'm working on something that eventually is going to be printed. Um, and that's something I had to learn kind of on the fly. Like, how do you set these files up for print? Um, print processes. We use a lot of, like, foil and and glitter and, and uh, Verco and all that kind of stuff that you have to um, – you have to be considerate of those things in all of your designs um, because they all work differently together. So I, it, it's hard to narrow down just one – at Hallmark because like I said, it that's what I do every day. Um, but like outside of work, um, I recently did a job for, uh, it's the city of Leewood, Kansas. Um, they tapped me to redesign their light pole banners. Uh, these gigantic, like seven foot by three foot monstrosities. Um, yeah. So that was cool. I got to work directly with the, the, they that's a banner printer out of like Vermont or Delaware. Um, 
but yeah, getting to work with them and figuring out how do you set up these files, you know, exactly like they need them to screen print these gigantic banners. And it, that was a really cool experience. And then plus like driving down through Leewood and seeing like 200 of these banners all over <laughs> the streets. Like it was a really streets. cool deal. Yeah. <laughs> That's super cool, man. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, you're definitely dabbling in print every single day. Oh yeah, for sure. Very cool. Um, so Zach, the next couple of questions I have for you, take you down part of your career where you likely have made some mistakes and learned some lessons. And I love to pull those out. Um, you know, those stories out and share those with the listeners. Sure. Um, so let's get rocking down the tough lane here. What has been the most challenging time in your design career so far? Why was it challenging and how did you get through it? Mm. I feel like as a designer, every day is a challenge. Mm -hmm. uh, I mean, like, I love what I do, but every day, like, literally, you're figuring something out every day. So it's always, always a challenge. Um, I'd say the biggest challenge in my career so far would be, like, right around the time before my son was born. Mm -hmm. And uh, my wife and I decided that it would be really cool if she could not go back to work and stay at home and raise our, our sweet little baby boy. Mm -hmm. Um, so we, like I was just freaked out at the idea of some like stranger taking care of my baby. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, so we figured it out and, and, uh, I basically just kicked Newton design co into high gear and it's been that way ever since. So like every day I'm doing my day job for eight hours, driving home, you know, eating supper, hanging out with the family for a little while. And then after the kids go to bed, I sit up and design freelance stuff for the next, you know, two or three hours. And it's like that every day. Mm -hmm. So it's a real grind, but I don't know what else I would be doing if I wasn't spending time doing that. Um, I always make sure, you know, I have time for the family, but, um, I've got to make that extra money to make everything work. Mm -hmm. And, and I, I love the challenge of that. I love like just exhausting myself <laughs> to get it done, Yeah, you know, but yeah, I, I took a, like a hiatus back in, I think October and November where I just, I didn't take any commission work for like a month and I just played Red Dead Redemption 2 on Xbox nice. for like a whole month, you know? Nice. And it, it was a nice break, but at the same time, I'd lay there, you know, playing this game and be like, man, I could be making some money right now. Like, what am I doing? But it's, it's definitely something I needed. Yes. And I think any designer, like, don't burn yourself out. Like take those breaks when you need them, but it's jump important. right back in. And, yeah, you have to. It's needed to you know give yourself a break. And so often, you know, we're caught up in this hustle and grind of life. Um, myself, <laughs> yeah. myself too. Every single day. Um, yeah. You know where you're kind of caught thinking, oh, I really should be doing this to progress business, to move forward, to make money, to do this, yes. to do this. But damn, I'm just so damn tired. If I could just <laughs> sit down for a couple hours and just not worry about it. Yeah. And what a relief. So it's definitely important. And that's something I'm even struggling with like now, like every single oh, yeah. day is 
I, I just got to produce. I got to keep going, produce, produce, produce. Yeah. And you know, that's great for a while because you can accomplish so much, but it gets to a point where like, okay, I need to let my brain relax and great things can come from that too. Oh, absolutely. Like you, you have to take that break. And I learned the hard way. Like I got really burnt out and that's why I had to kind of take that hiatus. Mm -hmm. But I, I go about things a little differently now. Like I make sure I schedule any of my freelance work with plenty of time to get things done Mm -hmm. and then schedule some time in between jobs to just kind of, you know, unwind a little bit. Mm -hmm. Um, so I want to ask you a little bit then about your your freelance and, and you know prospecting, selling. Like, what's your process? How are you doing that? How are you making those connections? As far as like reaching out for jobs and stuff like yeah, that, yeah, just finding new clients and and proposals. Like, give me sort of your <clears throat> your sales process. Uh, you know, uh, that's something I haven't quite mastered or figured out what mm-hmm. I'm doing, <laughs> but. Um, uh, when it, like early on and still a lot of it's word of mouth, um, you know, people will see, say like a logo that I did for a guy and, um, they'll come calling wanting, you know, something else done. Mm-hmm. Um, that's how that, that banner job came about. Uh, one of the ladies on the city council in Leewood, um, she, I don't know, this guy that I'd done some work for gave her his business card and she loved that and got a hold of me about doing the banners. Um, one thing more recently, Instagram has been great for me as far as getting some side work. Um, I, I hate that I'm so like invested in getting likes and followers, Mm -hmm. but the more likes and followers I get, it seems like the more freelance gigs that I'm getting. Um, so the more that my work is out there in front of people, people come calling. So I've, you know, I've gotten a lot of little like logo and t-shirt design jobs over the past, you know, three or four weeks that I wouldn't have got those had my stuff not been out there on Instagram. So, so that speaks um, to the power of just putting it out there. Yeah. I mean, and I, I like I'm a mentor for a few younger like college kids and um, they get discouraged every now and then like they want to do freelance work and mm-hmm. they're just not getting any jobs. And mm-hmm. I just tell them like if you put out if you put your stuff out into the world, eventually it's going to come back to you. Like put out the kind of work that you want to work on for sure. Somebody's going to see that and they're going to want to, you know want you to design a t-shirt that looks like this piece that you put out, you know, a month ago or whatever. Um, that's kind of been, uh, as far as I figured out how to market myself, like Mm -hmm. I'm doing some merch and stuff now, um, to try to, you know, giving stuff away, selling Mm t-shirts, things like that, whatever I can do to get my name out there. That's, you know, for me, that's been the best way. You know what else is hot and popping right now that's completely underutilized by creatives is LinkedIn. Yes, I, I am on LinkedIn. I I got hot on it there for a second. I was all about it. And then I just didn't <clears throat> I didn't stay up with it. I didn't keep up with it and mm-hmm. I should have. And this is a good reminder for me to Yeah. 
jump back into it because it it's not like <clears throat> saturated like instagram is no completely uh, not, right but here's it's it's yeah. different here's the thing though is instagram is put work out there and people will find you that can right. happen on instagram but sure. or sorry on linkedin but where linkedin sure. really sings is i want to work with x company who do I need to talk to? It's where it's a platform where you need to be more proactive mm-hmm. about pursuing people, but it gives you nearly direct access to the person that is going to say yes or no. That's and tells you who that person is. Because yeah. on Instagram, you'll get a, a you know a direct message: "Hey, man, can you design this logo for me?" You don't know who that sure. guy is. Yeah, I know. Right. Dealt with a few of those. Yeah. So some of them, you know, and, and that can, I think from what I've heard from designers with large followings, you know, Instagram is great and they're still picking up little pieces of business, but you deal with more and more and more of the fluff, the stuff that, nope, not for me. Sure. Don't pass. Whereas LinkedIn, it's a little bit more work heavy on you to pursue those people but you can find out exactly who they are and connect with them directly. Man, that that's something I just have never thought of with LinkedIn, mm-hmm. like to use it as a tool like that. But as soon as we get off this call, I tell you what, I'm going to go update my LinkedIn and <laughs> start hustling on there, you know? For sure. So here's yeah. a, here's a like pub, I, public tip I'll give you. You, yeah. pick, you pick a company that you would love to do business with. Sure. And whatever category they're in, like let's use, a, let's say there's a skateboard wheel company that you would love yeah. to work with. You want to build your profile in a way that aligns with them as much as possible or shows the kind of work that their customer would like to see. Right. Make that align as much as possible. Then reach out to them reach out to a couple of others in that skate industry and leverage the others. You know, when you go to connect with that person directly and you go to connect with them, you can have the opportunity to just send an invite randomly, or you can add a message. When my, my tip here, and this is like yeah. pro level tip, I should charge for this. I'm writing this down. <laughs> um, is in that message to connect with that person name drop a couple of brands around their business or that their particular customer might be interested in. So say you want to reach out to Tony Hawk, you reach out to Tony Hawk and you say, Hey, Tony Hawk, I've just recently reached out to DC. I've recently reached out to Airwalk and reached out to these people would love to also connect with you. So it's, it's the perception of it on receiving it on the other side, where if that person then looks at that message it's not just a, hey, would you, uh, des- can I design for you? Yeah. It's a, oh, this person is connecting with people in my industry. Whether you've actually made those connections yet or not is irrelevant. Right. It's the person, Man. like you're entering into that game. There I did not like- realize I was going to get s- such good advice <laughs> <laughs> being interviewed. This is fantastic. Perfect. I really appreciate good. So that. that's my, that's my tip. Um, right my on. huge LinkedIn tip. And if Tony Hawk is listening and he starts getting bombarded with connections over LinkedIn <laughs> messages, shit, I'm sorry. <laughs> sorry, Tony. <laughs> yeah, my bad, man. Um, 
Cool. Sorry, I totally got off track there. Just wanting to hear it's more about your freelance and your your brand and how you're building your brand, because um, I'm yeah. I'm always excited about that kind of stuff. So yeah, um, just one step at a time. Yeah, yeah exactly. So do that, y'all. Yeah. Um, we're still in the tough stuff, Zach. So I don't think you're home free yet. Um, yeah. <laughs> I want you now to take us to a story about a design or a project that you were a part of that did not go well or bring the desired result. Something that <clears throat> just went sideways or did not end well. What was that like? How did that feel? Take us to that story. There's one that comes to mind. Um, I, I try to be as positive as I can and not like complain about clients and stuff mm-hmm. like that. Mm-hmm. Um, I complain about everything else. If you ask my <laughs> wife, but, um, <Yes>. like <sighs> now, like 99.9% of everyone I've ever worked with, like with my freelance, uh, design has been wonderful and I love them and I love getting continued work from them. Mm-hmm. But there was one guy, there's always that guy. Always a guy. Um, as this guy is probably, uh, let's say like four or five years ago, um, he wanted a logo and he needed it yesterday. So he's in this huge rush. There's red flag number one. Mm-hmm. Number two, he says, I've already had two other designers work on this Ooh. and I hated what they did. There's red flag number two. Beautiful. They're flying uh, up all over the place. Yeah. So like now I know that I should have said no thank you. Uh-huh. Back then I'm in like I will literally do anything for money mode. <laughs> yes. Like, I mean aside from like truck stop bathrooms, but uh-huh. uh you know, <laughs> like um so um I take the job and it's a nightmare from the jump. Like he wants all these concepts. He can't decide what he wants to go with. Mm-hmm. Once he finally narrows it down, it's just revision after revision. It was insane. Like I got, I was so tired of this guy by the end of the project. It made me want to stop doing freelance work. Mm-hmm. But like he kept mentioning like, well, you know, I'm just going to have to give my money back. Like, so I think he was trying to just snake me out of some money. Mm. Um, Cause when it was all said and done and I gave him the files, that dude used that logo everywhere. Like he slapped it <laughs> on anything that he could. Yeah. But like the whole process just taught me like, uh, be more considerate about what jobs you take. Um, ask the, the big questions up front. Like, make sure that you set a timeline that you're comfortable with and get everything in writing. Mm -hmm. Now I do a design contract for everything that I do, whether it's a big branding job or a little like one-off t-shirt design. I make people sign a contract Mm -hmm. just so there's that written agreement between both parties. So if you're a younger designer out there, come up, you like get you a contract made up, and, and make sure everybody signs it. So, totally. yeah. Yep. That's the, you know, the early days of learning, you know, going through those red flags and starting to pick them off and, and choosing, oh. choosing comfort and yeah. uh, you know, happiness in life over a few hundred extra bucks. Exactly. Like the money is good, but if I cannot 
want to pull my hair out at the end of the day, mm-hmm. it's worth a couple hundred dollars. The money's good until your gut hurts. Exactly. Yes. Got Absolutely. Um, Zach, what is something you're struggling with in your design career right now? I don't charge enough for what I do. Mm. And I, 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 I think, I don't know. I guess that's what I'm struggling with is like, I don't know what to charge. Um, I thought I did. And then talking to some, uh, some of my new buddies from creative works conference, Mm -hmm. I found out I'm not charging nearly enough. Mm -hmm. So, you know, if I go back to that job I did for that dude a few years ago, that was like nothing compared to what I charge now. But now I felt like I was kind of in a sweet spot, but it's getting to the point where it's like, I'll get to the end of a job and, and they'll send me over the rest of the money. And it's like, God, I wish I would have charged, you know, X amount of dollars for this instead of what I did. Mm-hmm. So it's, I think it's a, it's just a learning thing. Like, and then getting the confidence in yourself to realize that, yeah, I'm worth this much totally. uh, instead of, you know, I mean, you're worth what somebody's willing to pay for you mm-hmm. uh, to do your service. So that's kind of what I'm still figuring out. Got so, it. yeah. Yeah. Have you ever done the exercise where you finish a project and the pay is in and you look at how many hours you spent on it and figure out your hourly <laughs> rate for that project? Yes. Perfect. And that's why, like, a, a couple of years ago, I, I increased my kind of base price structuring yeah. um, because I had figured out like, Oh my God, I just worked for like $8 an hour. Yeah. Like I haven't done that since I was in high school. <laughs> so, so just for curiosity, what do you think is your average? My average hourly rate like, hourly rate. Yeah. I try to make it so man, nobody talks about this. I know <laughs> why people should be. It's crazy. We should. Okay. So like, I guess, Let's break, let's break that like, stigma, Zach. Oh my God, I can't believe this guy only charges this much. And so, like anybody listening, if you start hitting me up on Instagram saying, "Oh my God, do this for me," because I know you don't charge this much, I'm gonna probably start charging much more after I say this. Hmm. Um, I try to average out my hourly rate to be about double what my hourly rate at Hallmark is. Perfect. So. If you want me to get into specifics with numbers, don't you don't need to get like specific dollars and cents, but just throw out okay. give me a give me a ten dollar range of where where you're at per hour <laughs> for freelance. Okay, uh, I try to land somewhere depending on the client, mm-hmm. uh, somewhere between fifty and seventy an hour mm-hmm. for freelance. That's for you know. Smaller jobs, obviously, like mom and pop businesses, mm-hmm. they're going to be at the lower end of that. Mm-hmm. Somebody that's more established, that's been in business for 10 years, they're going to be at the upper end of that. And it, it goes higher, it goes lower. A lot of it depends on the client, honestly. Mm-hmm. How, so, how would it feel if you were charging $100 an hour and getting paid for it? No problem. Oh, shit, like amazing. Like that's what I'm shooting for. Like to get to that level of talent and confidence where I don't have a problem mm-hmm. saying I want a hundred bucks an hour for this job. So, so what do you think would happen if right now today 
You just changed your price to $100 an hour because you have an yeah. immense talent. You have a lot of experience. <laughs> and that's, yeah, like, that's, worth, that's worth it. That's worth something. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, the only thing holding me back from doing that is myself. And mm-hmm. it, it's just building that confidence. And uh, that's something that's going to come. It okay. just comes a little slower. but so, so, yeah, I feel like, yeah. So listeners, if you hear this episode and you want to send Zach some props that he should be charging $100 an hour, hit him up on Instagram and send him a DM. Yeah, for sure. Tell him you're worth it. Yeah, I'd, love, I'd love to just hear from other, uh, I say I'm a young designer. Like I know I'm not young, but I feel like I'm young to the freelance game. Mm-hmm. Uh, like I said, I didn't get serious about it till a few years ago. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I still feel like I'm a younger designer as far as experience goes. Yeah. Um, so I'd love to hear from other younger designers or more inexperienced designers. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, hit me up. My uh, Instagram is at Z Newton, Z-N-E-W-T-O-N. Hit, shoot me a message and uh, let's chit chat about this stuff. Beauty. And, uh, yeah, I'd love to hear. All right, Zach, I'm going to turn this bus around for you. You can stop sweating now. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I want you to tell us tell us about a project you've been a part of that you were the most proud of, one that just makes your heart sing. Man, like before you say it, it would be amazing if I said one that makes your heart sing and you had a singing card project. Uh, didn't we already do this? Didn't you already ask me? <laughs> no. You did like we just talked about Anthem, didn't we? Yeah, is that the project that you've been most proud of? Yeah, like yeah. was that the question? Yeah, no, we, we rolled on to it from one of the earlier questions, but if that's the project, it's already in there. Yeah, I mean that's that's the one I'm most proud of. Like, if there's a yeah, I'd say it's probably that. Um, okay, so that worked out perfectly. So it literally is the singing cards. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that's amazing. I couldn't even plan that. <laughs> Zach, that's beautiful. All right. So the project you've been a part of that you're most proud of was the Anthem cards that you brought back from the ashes that we talked about uh, earlier yeah. on in the episode. Beautiful. Absolutely. Um, Zach, what is one design product, tool, website, or community that you just can't live without? Oh, uh, my iPad Pro and Procreate. Perfect. That. Yeah, it is a game changer, man. Yeah. Like, I didn't buy into it at first. Uh, I was still doing, you know, paper and pencil and, you know, scanning everything in. But now that I can just do it all in one place and then just, you know, airdrop things over to my computer to finish up, it's ridiculous how much time it saves me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, love it. That iPad Pro, man, it's dangerous. Oh, I love it. Well, Zach, you've reached the point of the show for the Ask It Forward question. I've got a Ask It Forward question from our previous guest, and you get the opportunity to ask a question of the next guest. I'm not going to tell you who they are, but you can ask them anything. Okay. Um, okay. <clears throat> so my previous guest was Lauren DeRusso and Larry White from Duo Design Partners um, in, uh, in Texas, out in Texas there, Austin, Texas. Cool. Howdy, y'all. <laughs> Love it. <laughs> Um, and they wanted to ask, it's a few parts of the question, but it's uh, pretty straight, all sort of tied in together. 
where do you find your inspiration outside of the world of print and design is the first part. Okay. So, um, go for it. Yeah, answer, go answer that. We'll get into the next one. Okay. Um, music, hundred percent music. Um, I am a huge fan of music in general. Um, song lyrics, they just mean a lot to me. Mm-hmm. I'm a, a songwriter and musician on the side, on the side. Mm-hmm. Um, so like the inspiration I get from say like a, like a Bruce Springsteen, like beautiful ballad or like a, a Wu-Tang Clan song or like an old, like Hank Williams song, like that stuff lights a fire inside of me mm-hmm. and just gets my creativity flowing and, yeah, it's definitely music for sure. You just threw down a very eclectic assortment of artists and songs. Oh man, you ought to listen to my Spotify playlist. It's it's all over the place. Same <laughs> yeah. here. Same here. Yeah, love music. Um, so you kind of answered the second part, which was why does it spark you? But the third part would be how do you feel that you bring that into your work? Um, boy, that's tough. Uh, I feel like it, it all just kind of flows together. Mm-hmm. Like when I'm really hitting my stride and I've got a good tune playing in my headphones and I'm just cranking out some cool designs, I feel like it just all flows together with like, you know, synergy, mm-hmm. <laughs> whatever the buzzword is. But yeah, I feel like it, it, it's all a part of one thing that just flows together and one feeds off the other. So perfect. Yeah. Zach, what is your ask it forward question, man? Man, uh, you know, I've listened to a ton of your podcasts and, and I love the ask it forward part. And so I'm going to go way off the wall and to whoever the next guest is, I'm sorry, but I want to make you a little uncomfortable. Yes. Okay. So, Imagine that you're at a bar, and not just any bar, but a dive bar, like a dive bar where there's still a coin-operated jukebox, and they still let you smoke cigarettes inside. (laughs) Imagine you're there, and you could sit and get drunk with any illustrator or designer, dead or alive. Number one, who would it be? And number two, how drunk do you have to get to let them kiss you? Oh, that's fantastic. <laughs> I love the time. I love how you sort of set the stage. You built it. You know, you're closing your eyes. You're imagining the scenery. You can see the ripped up bar stools. You see the yes. jukebox off in the corner. That's amazing. Yep. And then you turn to your left and you just see a hammered Aaron Draplin ready to land one. <laughs> just ready to smooch it up. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. Zach, with that brilliant question, you've reached the end of the Quickie Podcast, man. Thank you so much for being my guest today. It was awesome chatting with you. Man, thank you, Dave. This has been great. I loved it. appreciate it. All right. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. Man, just jam-packed and loaded. Zach is such a great guy to chat with. I hope you got something out of that little LinkedIn uh, shout-out too there, you know, little tip for you. Um, And what an awesome Ask It Forward question. Like, And I've already uh, done the interview where I've had the guest answer it. So look for that one on Monday. But I love it. 
<laughs> one of the most bizarre for sure, but fantastic. Thank you, Zach. Thank you to all my listeners. I really appreciate your time. I appreciate you being here. If you haven't had a chance to leave a review and rating on iTunes for the show yet, please head over and do that. I would really appreciate it. Have a great weekend. See you Monday.